everyone welcome back to another new episode i have a really great guest with me today <laughs> my good friend daniela i know her from work actually but we've been hanging out a lot and she's been one of my close friends throughout the pandemic and prior to that uh why don't you introduce yourself thanks brian so hello everyone my name is daniela campo i work with brian adele in the same kind of like finance rotational program Kind of moved out to Texas for the program, did a lot of like different internships throughout college and just finding my way as we're going through this. <laughs> Aren't we all? That's awesome. <laughs> so we obviously caught up last weekend, but what's been going on with your life? What's new? Tell the audience, I guess, what you've been up to since the pandemic started. Well, when the pandemic started, obviously, like everyone had a lot of time. So at the very beginning, I was super into my podcast. Then I was really into like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I took like different data classes to see if I wanted to like do data. Um, I made a website because that was something I thought like I needed to learn how to do. And I like took a bunch of different classes. So really been all over the place during this pandemic, but honestly, really trying to understand where I want to go and what I want to do. And what direction I want to take, not with only with my career, but like what's going to give me like satisfaction further down. So honestly, just like cooking, love cooking, work-wise, trying to figure that one out, but thinking something strategy. And then um, just like making moves to see like where I want to move next. Yeah. 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 Honestly, I think that's the most exciting part of our lives is that we've been just constantly transitioning different roles because we're both in the finance rotational program at Dell. But at the same time, I think for you, obviously come from a different state and you're new to Texas. So you're sort of used to just like changing it up. And I feel like it's been really nice to have time back um, mm-hmm. since the pandemic started to look at the positives. It's It's been nice to have time to really sit down. Yeah, I think being in the pandemic, it's very much like you don't see people as much. I think there's like a big pressure off of like trying to be what other people expect you to be because that's that's how I've taken it like I've been like okay now I don't have to compete to be like number one with my peers like what do I really want to do and that's like my key focus so definitely like a shift in mindset in that one definitely and it's like funny because we both came in probably thinking oh finance like oh I'm gonna go through this program (laughs) about to be a CFO like and now we're both like kind of shifting and obviously that's part of the journey and and that's part of growing and I love that it's like why do a program and and have to be obligated to continue down the path that's the whole point of a rotational program anyways yeah you figure yourself out and like I think like just like sitting out like at the very beginning we used to have um these like SVPs come talk to us about how they ended up there and a lot of them said I just kind of landed here and Mm -hmm. stuck it through so I'm waiting to see what I like and just want to like continue in that's awesome so we've already answered some of my questions but I mean like highlight again what your background was in terms of college education and you know what you did in college and did you go through that? Yeah, so I went to the University of Central Florida. Um, I got a degree in finance and a minor in international business. So that was honestly just a plug to go study abroad at my university. But I started interning when I was like pretty young. So right after freshman year, I started interning at Lockheed. I worked there for about a year. Then I went interned at Walmart. 
Then I went and interned. I, I came to intern at Dell. And then right after that, I went to go work for like a tiny boutique bank in Orlando called like Fountainhead. And I was like a data analyst there. And I was just literally just building like a, a database for them. So that was really interesting. And then I came over to start the FTP program. So just like not a crazy amount of experience, but definitely been doing like different fields and stuff like that within there. So that's exciting. And I guess like coming back to Dell, what was that transition like? And I know you interned, like you said, but what was it like to move across states? And I guess what sort of stood out to you about the program? I know you probably had a great time interning, but, you know, moving halfway across the country. Tell me about like what really influenced you to make that jump. Honestly, I think I had reached a point where I liked my internship enough where I was like, cool, I'm not just doing something maybe strictly finance. It pushed me to learn about something new, which was like data and how data is actually really like a big part of finance. And I, I liked knowing that that was like something I hadn't learned in college and could learn on the job. So that was one aspect. Moving to a different place to me has always been like a plus. I love moving. I love going to like see different things. I like moved away for like middle school when I was um, a kid and I lived in Colombia for a couple of years. Then I like came back to the US. Then I went studied abroad for a couple months. Then now I'm here. I like some of my internships were out of state. So my Walmart one, I went to Arkansas. So moving to me was like a plus. I knew I didn't want to stay in, in Florida or in Orlando. That was like the goal post college to like move away. And then when I came to Texas, I never would have thought I would have ended up in Texas just because when you're not from Texas, the, the mentality about Texas is like, I don't know, cowboy hats and right. you don't know what to expect. Right. So being here and then like coming to Austin changed my mentality about it because people were so nice here. It was so laid back. And I like saw myself living here. So like one, it was like, OK, yeah, like the job was cool, but the environment in which I was going to be in like was really like what sold me. Like, I love this city. And I was so excited to like come back to it. And like, I probably knew like maybe two people before I came. And I don't know, I really liked it. I was like, cool, I'll go make friends. Like, I'll figure it out. I'll like discover a new place. Plus like my parents moved so much when I was a kid. So like moving somewhere else and making new friends and kind of like establishing yourself was like something that I already kind of like had growing up. So I was like, okay, this is easy. Like I can do this. I can move away. I can go do something different. So that's kind of what led me here. <laughs> That's crazy. Cause like when I think about it, like I grew up all my life in Texas and like everyone's trying to get out and most of my friends are trying to move, but to hear your perspective and it's just super refreshing. That's like what I enjoyed most is just like seeing everyone from different parts of the country move yeah. here. And really, I love Austin, really love Texas. It's just, I guess I, I don't have that fresh new perspective or I don't have like the baby eyes or like the experience where it's like, oh, it's a whole new environment. And that's like the fun part about moving to a completely different space though it's like when you're in a new city you see everything in a new light you discover like new things and then you discover like parts of yourself that like you didn't even know you had because you meet someone and then you do this and then you go do it with them because you literally know no one else yep. and you realize you like it like for me I didn't realize I liked yoga until one of my friends like invited me to go and mm -hmm. I went and I was like oh this is like really nice Going out to like a park and sitting down and having a picnic was like not a thing because it's super hot in Florida. Like you go to the beach and that's it. 
But you do that here in like Austin at Zilker all the time. Like that's such a big plan. And until I did that with my boyfriend, like I was like, damn, like this is super nice. And like being outdoors, not a lot of my friends in Florida were outdoorsy people, but a lot of my friends here are. And I love that. So having those like different combinations and like moving somewhere else, you discover something else. Like when I was in Austria, I I hated beer before then. And now I know the kind of beers that I like. And they're like all German beers and they're really nice. And I like know a little bit around there because I was there for a bit and you discover and like see new things. So I think it helps you grow for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I'm just curious, was any part of that process scary at all for you? Like, obviously you're super extrovert, but like, like what goes into that? Like besides like, okay, I'm going to move here and I should try to find an apartment. I honestly don't know. Like, what do you do to get to that point? I think, yeah, that's a great question. Like to me, it was really scary deciding on Dell, right? Mm -hmm. Deciding on like, this was the company that I was going to come work for to start my career on just because, well, one, in my friend group in college, like everyone was an overachiever. So I was like, you know, Dell isn't necessarily like the Apple. So like, you know, it's not like crazy to say I work at Dell. And like we say that now and a lot of people are like, oh, that's great. But like, you know, at that time I was like really nervous. Hey, hey, that like, Dell has clout in Austin. Yeah, it Texas. does. It really does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but before then, like I think it took me probably like a couple months where I was going like back and forth. Like I accepted my offer and I think I was still recruiting just because like I wanted to make sure that this is what I wanted to do. But I was just getting exhausting like recruiting. And so I just decided like I was like if this is a mistake, I'm going to learn from it. Like if it's not maybe something that like it's meant to me forever, like it's two years where I'm going to figure something out. So I just had to like get that doubt out and say like, I can't control what's going to happen, but I know that I'm going to put like my best foot forward and my best intention. And so once I kind of got over that thought of like the what ifs, then coming over got a lot easier. I remember my parents had graduation party for me and everybody, all of my family friends were there, all my friends came and I got like kind of sad to leave them. And that's, that's when you get sad, when you, everybody's together saying goodbye to you, giving you all your best wishes. And it's the moment of like, oh, I'm not going to be here anymore and I'm going to miss them. And that's scary to feel that you're going to miss out. But Like we have so much technology with us today that like really you're not, you can go visit, you can go be with your family. And then on the flip side, like moving here, that's when I got like my independence. I'm becoming who I am, right? Like moving here, I have my own place. I can decorate how I want. I can do what I want with my days and I don't have to worry about X, Y, and Z. So I traded in, yes, maybe not being close to family, but I'm learning more about myself and like discovering and I really like it. So it's hard to leave your friends, but you have to know that when you move on to somewhere, you're going to make friends and you're going to meet someone else that's going to come and impact your life. So you shouldn't stop yourself because of what ifs or like, what if this isn't the right decision? You can't get a guarantee on any path in life. So you might as well just go with the one that makes you feel the best and just go in it, you know, like, and it's going to happen or it won't. But if it does, like that's life and we just got to take it and move forward with it. So yeah, it's scary, but you learn how to deal with it. You know, if something's going to happen, it was going to happen here or in Orlando. So yeah. 110% agree. And like, I was having a similar conversation with a coworker yesterday, funny enough. And we were just talking about like, you can never fully control like your path or your destiny, but 
You can pick things that you think are best for you in the moment, and you can really prioritize your happiness in that moment. Exactly. And it, it came down to the conversation of like, why do we subject ourselves to milestones in our life? So I'm bringing this to like, Yo, why do I delay the great- happiness that I should be having every moment of my life and wait and say, well, I'll be happy once I'm married. Yeah. Or, I'll be happy once I have a family or I'll Mm -hmm. be happy once I have XYZ wealth. It's like, you'll be happy now if you choose to be happy, Exactly, yeah, exactly. And it's like, I completely agree with that statement. Happiness isn't like, when I reach this thing, it's the journey to get there. If you're a a goal-oriented person, it's not necessarily reaching and obtaining a goal. It's like the journey to get there, how the satisfaction of you accomplishing something. You should definitely be choosing to do the things that you want to do every day. Of course, not every day is going to be like rainbows and butterflies and like work is work, like obviously, but you can still choose to do work in a company you like or go pursue something you very much enjoy or just simply live in a place that genuinely makes you happier to like just be in. If you're in a city that you don't like, yo, move, right? Like there's another city out there. Go maybe travel, go maybe explore. Use it an excuse to go scope out an area. But once you find a place that you're like, I can see myself here. I know I will thrive out here. Your success is unlimited because your attitude and your energy from the second you step into that city is already radiating. Like you're not limiting yourself. You're seeing opportunities for yourself in this place. Like moving, I think is so powerful because it just opens up your mind. Like you leave everything that's behind, that's toxic, maybe holding you back. And then you put yourself and you can reinvent yourself however you want every time you move. And who's gonna know? No one's gonna know, literally. Like, I mean, unless like, I don't know, you move with someone, but like no no one has to know how you were before. Like no one knows how I was in college. (laughs) i'd like to get to know (laughs) (laughs) so like it's one of those things where i don't know i think it's powerful you change you evolve and moving is a great way to do so yeah and and to your earlier point like you literally live in a bubble sometimes like for Mm -hmm. me i feel like born in houston lived there till i was 18 and then went to college in austin now i work in austin and you know obviously i've changed but like some of the bubbles i surrounded myself with i'm still part of and to just completely remove yourself and, and just like put yourself in a new environment, you truly have to know yourself well. Yeah. And, like, and like that sort of leads me to my next point, but maybe it's more of like something I'd like to know if I ever moved. But <laughs> what kind of advice or like what have you learned and especially from moving from Florida to Texas, do you think were some of your best takeaways, especially like how to make friends or like how yeah. to really like find your group, I guess, in yeah, a new yeah. city. I think that's what a lot of people think about. At least that's yeah, what yeah. scares me from moving. Yeah. I think it starts with like when you move and you don't know anyone in a new city, it puts you in a really crazy playing field of like, what do I want to do that's going to make me happy? So like when you have to learn how to be everything for yourself, which I think is really valuable because you learn how to be independent and you discover what you genuinely really like to do. Because for example, a lot of the things that we do comes from, oh, I did it with my friends. Someone invited me, like my family does it. But when you move to a new city, the question is like, okay, what do, what do I want to do on a Saturday when I know no one? Am I going to go to a coffee shop? Am I going to sign up to a class? Am I just going to stay in all day? Which is not a bad option. So I think like one, you're forced to know who you are and what makes you happy. And doing those things will help you. It's a trickle down effect. So for example, if you love dogs, go volunteer at a shelter and you'll slowly start talking to people there and they'll get to know you. And that's how you start making friends, right? Signing up for classes, like that sounds dumb, but signing up for a class and like being chatty. Now, if you're like more introverted, I get how that's difficult. 
but then maybe just doing things you genuinely enjoy and not being afraid to like reach out or talk to someone. I also met this new girl just like a couple of weeks back. She had an app to like meet friends, which I was like, okay, that's interesting. Maybe for like some other people, like that's a really good tool for them to like just test out people, right? Like sometimes you just don't have the chemistry right off and you're like, I don't know about this. So that's a great way maybe to like find people a different way. Like there's a plethora of ways in which we can kind of like move around or this is actually something pretty difficult when you move and you want friends. You meet some mm-hmm. people and you're like, cool, I'll hang out with you. But like the friend vibe is okay. Right? right. You're like, this is like, this is okay. Like there's someone I can do stuff with. Like, that's it. And at some point you got to realize like, you got to skedaddle out of that. You got to get out. Like that's not someone that is going to bring you like true friend vibes. You know, you realize you'll start to realize like what's a genuine friendship versus like the ones that you had at home versus just like superficial ones. Right. And that's what I think is harder to do. But getting kind of like passive friends to come by at the very beginning, easy. You can find that. You can even do it with work. You can go out and do some stuff. Like you have your push out of your comfort zone to try to go meet people. But once you do, you can meet friends of friends, go do stuff, go follow in your interests. That's a good way to like start out. That's awesome. And like, I like the fact that you talked about how you literally have different types of friends and that's something that I didn't really think about a lot in high school and college because it's it's different when you grow up in the same state and you know people and it's like you have an opportunity to still connect with everyone but my point being is after college and you start working you really do have to be kind of picky and you have to be yeah. you have to make a choice because you can't hang out with everybody all the time yeah. and like my question really is like for you when you moved it's like you have to balance your hometown friends family and then your new friends Mm -hmm. it's like did you ever have a moment where you actually had to stop talking to a certain group of friends or like you started realizing that maybe they weren't going down the same path that you wanted and so you had to distance yourself like talking about that like I feel like that's such a hard choice for a lot of like recent grads it is like yeah I don't want to lose I mean you're not losing any friends it's just you're choosing to get closer to, to other people. Different people. Yeah, that, that align, align with your more. life. Exactly. Yeah. No, I have I have two examples of this. So I mentioned that I knew two people when I move over here. Mm-hmm. I decided to like kind of stop just like being not being friends, but just like stop really talking to one of the people that I knew because we were like friends in college. We would go to parties together, but it was just kind of that. It was like, oh yeah, like let's get lit, blah blah blah. And then moving out here, I just realized that she was very different from who I was. Like, I'm all for like impulsive people, but this was a different level. And she was just, she was just very different, very wild, very like drama related. And to me, I'm not a drama person. I'm very passive. I love listening to like other people's drama, but like, I, I don't know. I don't like having all that dramatic energy around me. And every time (laughs) she like came to me, it was always like a problem. And I was like, do you ever do anything that like isn't conflicting? So I decided to like slowly just like start doing less things with her because as much as a fun person she was, I wasn't getting anything out of a friendship. And it sucks to say like you get something out of a friendship. You do with people that you're genuinely friends with. They bring you comfort. They make you laugh. Like they help you motivate you. Like I'm sure you started this podcast and every single person was like, this was amazing. Oh my God, you're so great. Blah, blah, blah. Like that's the friendships that I genuinely want to have. People that like support me and motivate me. And then also like push on me to be better. And that's like, for example, my best friend, Steven, when I moved out here, It was hard to maintain our friendship because even though we had been friends since like middle school, I wasn't like texting and I'm not a good texter. So it was like our friendship went down a little bit because I wasn't communicating as much and I wasn't making time to talk to him as I should have been. And like now 
that I'm back, I know to like set time with him to like FaceTime him once a week or something because I genuinely want to keep him in my life, right? And then I have another example of a friend where we like met in college, traveled a bit and that like that was fun. But he was just someone that kind of always pushed down my ideas. Like was just someone that every time I was like, oh, maybe this, he was like, no, I think you should do this or this is more prestigious and this is more like the direction you should take. And I'm all for advice, but that wasn't the route I was trying to go, right? right. I wanted just someone to like listen to me and help me brainstorm, but not direct me or, I don't know, put upon like values of like prestige that I didn't necessarily have. Yeah, like influence you because of what they know and their experiences. Yeah, exactly. And instead of, and not to interrupt, but like I yeah, totally yeah, yeah, go agree. For it. I think there's so many different types of friends and to your point earlier about like the value of friendship like it's not something like taboo where i think oh like i need to be a value to my friends but i get to your point where it's like you're supporting each other you're helping yeah. each other grow you're really like there so that you guys bring each other more happiness right and like yeah. you create that is the value you create and it sounds so businessy but like gotcha, though. Like, it's yeah. like the whole point of a friendship is for you to just be with someone that genuinely makes your days better whether that's going out drinking or going out to do something like doing things you stuff enjoy or someone that you can go and vent to when you're pissed aka me with my best friend steven he always listens to me but like that's the thing and one key thing too is like i had to learn with the many times i moved i'm someone that like i have a pathological need to be liked by everyone if someone doesn't like me i need to know why what did i do wrong there's a saying in Spanish that translates to like, I'm not a coin of gold, meaning like not everyone's going to like me, right? right? I've had to learn that. And then two, know that like, I'm not going to create a massive amount of friends from everything, every single thing I'm going to For example, this program, there's like 30 something of us. How many of us do we hang out with? Like five, six? Like do you know fraction, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, like a fraction of that. Um, when I went to study abroad, there was like 40 people. I literally only talked to three from that. And it's like knowing that like, yeah, during the times that you're in these different pockets in time of like making friends, just know that your long-term, like closer friends, they're going to be less. And that's okay, right? Like that's how meaningful friendships are, right? And like, I don't have a crazy amount of friends. That's because I nurture my friendships that I have, right? And right. it depends on each person. Like if you're exactly. someone that like likes loose ties and knowing a lot of people, Go for it. I'm not like that. No, I agree with that because I think in high school, I definitely was just like you where I wanted to be liked by everyone. Even in college throughout the early years, that was something yeah. that really actually held me back from making closer friendships, right? It's like a quantity yeah. over quality. And yeah, quality yeah. Conversation. And you like try to be friends with people that like literally aren't even worth it. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're yeah. like, why Why am I doing this for you? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. And we don't have as much time after college. So it's important to choose like yeah. the right people to surround yourself with. Because if you notice, like I I, I think you, I watched a video. It's like literally the people you surround yourself with, you start becoming like them. Exactly. Like you, right? So like, like if that, you hang around like pompous people, then you're going to give off that vibe when you yep. meet other people. And if you never wanted to be kind of like that arrogant kind of person, then if you surround with them, you're going to adopt those traits, right? Like easy example. I never said y'all until I moved to Texas. That's a silly thing, (laughs) but that's like how much your environment like influences you and your friends and all that stuff. Like I say y'all on a regular now and all my Florida friends are like, you Texas hoe, like who are you? (laughs) That's, that's awesome. That's really great advice. And I think it's tough. Um, I'm still figuring myself out. I'm like, 
I think as we as learn, everyone is though, yeah. you know, like everyone's discovering what they want to do. I don't think I've met like not even my grandmother knows what she wants to do each day, right? Exactly. So. It, it just continues to change and, and super dynamic. Yeah. Last question here, but like in general, like you're one of the people that really motivated me to start this podcast, and you're just one of those people that inspired me. Aww, so what's something you know that could be career related or personal but what's kind of like the best advice you've ever received i guess something you could share with everyone that like you think Ooh. has been key to your like success because i see you as like one of my successful friends oh thank you i think you're super successful too i'm really happy that you started like the podcast and it's thank like you. you're putting yourself out there and i think that speaks volumes right I think that's really hard because like I'm super into like this like motivation, but I genuinely really think it's not comparing yourself to others, which is I struggle every single day with that one. But like, that's the one good thing that COVID has done is help me focus less on what others people's expectations are and focus more on me and like understanding that like success isn't what other people project it to be. Because I before like graduated college, I was like, Oh my god, success is having a $6 million home being a CEO of a company and absolutely like, I don't know, having like making money, that kind of mentality. (laughs) But now I think think success for me would be like I would love to have a bunch of properties I'd love to have like a small business Mm -hmm. I'd love to like manage my time and not work on a schedule that wasn't made for me right right um so I'm changing my view of success to be like maybe something more independent in the future and that's something very different or like now to me I think something that I think is maybe working smarter not harder like instead of maybe working on something that's going to take me a crazy amount of hours maybe I can start working on like something as little like this podcast right you're investing in yourself like working on small things that are going to get you to where you want to be but the problem is is i think a lot of people think you have to get it by a certain amount of time you're the one putting limits and pressures on yourself because of what you see other people do right so like it comes back to like why do i think i need to accomplish this at this time because fulanito did it and that's it (laughs) and that's not true so like not comparing yourself to others and knowing that like there's no right time to do anything it's just what you want and then like following investing in yourself and like doing the one things that you want to do like i think the best thing is like yes for example if someone wants to make a youtube channel and you're like oh my god everybody has a youtube channel so what who i literally who cares no one i don't care go make that YouTube channel. But it's like, it's giving that person the courage to be themselves and to do what they want. And maybe that can lead to something else. Like how many famous YouTubers have there been, but it's taking them what, 10 years to get there, you know, maybe faster. But like Cassie Ho is like one example for me, like this woman has YouTube videos, like thousands and thousands of YouTube videos of workouts. But you see one of her very beginning ones and it's her in her crummy apartment in California. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so like, it's that kind of thing to me that, my version of success is something that I think it's not being a certain level. It's seeing how much I can accomplish. And I think that's what I'm trying to invest in now, which is very different from what other people want to do, right? A lot of other people want to like reach a certain position and get like a certain amount of status. That's great. Drive a nice um, car. Yeah, drive a nice car. To me, I want to see how much I can take on. Like I want to see how much I can build and make for myself and like create because that's what I want to do. I want to be a creator of something and not a contributor. So very, very long tangent on that one. (laughs) (laughs) No, it almost goes back full circle. You hit on so many key points that we talked about. Like when you mentioned about like going down your own path, like ignoring what people think you should be doing and literally following what you, what makes you happy. Like imagine how many people would be successful because they, 
They're not constrained to a title or like mm-hmm. getting somewhere by X, Y, Z time period or, you know, they literally pursue what makes them happy and they can literally focus on themselves and what they yeah. want to accomplish. And they're not tied to these like physical goods. Like, oh, I need to have like a Tesla or I need to have And like this, not saying you know, that like you can't have those things, but the more you do it, the more you get better, you make mistakes. You And also you shouldn't be afraid to make mistakes, but the more you like get better at something, the better you can market and then like leverage that to make you money. Like, for example, like people that are video editors, they had to start with a crummy video edit with bad edits and all that other stuff. Everyone started somewhere and it doesn't matter the time frame. Vera Wang did not literally start until she was like 40 something. Can we can we just take a second to believe that? Like she is massive right now. So many people want her stuff. They want her dresses there. They aspire to be her level of success in like the fashion industry. She didn't start until she was 40. Like so many people started. I saw this on TikTok the other day, but the guy that started Hot Cheetos was a janitor at Frito-Lay. I think I heard about that. Yeah. And so, and he was what I don't even know how old he was but like it's those kinds of things that only prove to me that it's 100% right in this world that what matters is what you bring to the table not like what you can show other people you could do it's how confident you are in your abilities and how well you can translate that and I think like confidence is a big part of it but yeah no it's like once you invest in yourself and you keep doing that you keep getting better and then it turns out you are the baddest in town you know what I mean like (laughs) That's that's how we get there. So. It's all about passion, obviously, to a certain extent, grit. I think yeah. people are constrained by like, I need to be a doctor, I need to be a lawyer, yeah. I need to be these generic career paths, in my opinion, when there's, if you think about it, there's so many opportunities, like, yeah. just look at yourself, look at what you're passionate about, look at what you're skilled at, and find where you fit into that, mm-hmm. you know, whole puzzle, right? Like, where's your value? And how can you monetize that? And the best example is TikTok and YouTube. And like, yeah. 20 years ago, YouTube was not the number one design career but now it is it is it's yeah. insane and it's like all these one-odd jobs that you've never heard of that literally yep. make more money yep. than a standard yep. analyst job and it's like why do you even need education we could go on a rant about like how messed up the education system is right now and like dead and all that but no i love love all that commentary and like i hundred and 20% of <laughs> this time. But thank you so much, Daniela, for sharing that. Of course. And, all right. Well, signing off now. Best regards, Brian. And Daniela.